Welcome back to the Social Distance Podcast, guys. George is away, still on his worldwide trip around Europe, doing a million million bike races this, this year. So we got uh, Plappy, Luke Plapp, on the show today. I've uh, been wanting to get Plappy on the show for a while, so it's been been nice to have the legend on the show. We talk about all sorts of things, you know, how he got into cycling. Uh, Superman what, Lopez. Superman Lopez, <laughs> some real irrelevant stuff. Uh, you know, about the tra- trajectory of his career, how he got into cycling, his love of sport, the fact that he's just an Aussie bloke, all those sorts of things, all the interesting stuff. So I'm sure you guys will enjoy the show and thanks for, come, thanks for coming on, Plappy. Like, share, subscribe. Let's, let's just run the intro and wing it like we always do and see what comes out of it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Front kick. Just getting bored and chat. My radar's going pretty hard at the moment, I think we should... Will you shut up, person? That quickly. We're going to need to get some more qualified guests on the show, eh? <laughs> Jonesy, George isn't here this week, which means every time George isn't, doesn't turn up... It's a great show. It's a good show, for starters. It's more positive. Yeah. Um, but also, when George doesn't come, it means we get a guest on. It means that he gets one person closer to being fucking booted off the show and being replaced. So we've got a good candidate today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we? Luke Platt, dual Australian <laughs> national road title winner, and your family are officially in legend status, aren't they, Bills, on mm-hmm. this podcast, particularly your old man, for what mm, he did I'd at the Nationals that. this year, wearing the shit rider, great bloke, or great bloke shit rider t-shirt. Mate, mm. what an effort. What an effort. No, he's, uh, he doesn't take that off, actually. We <laughs> bought him two of them. He wanted to give one to his mate. And then he decided after about three days that he'd just take both of them because he wears it so often. <laughs> we better keep um, it on rotation for him then. We'll get one sent to him like every six months or something. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, hey, Trevor Plappy, how's, uh, we last episode, we said how shit Feb was for a cyclist because um, particularly if you've come from Australia and you transition back to Europe, it's freezing. Not much happens in Feb. Uh, you're happy that it's transformed into Mad March now? Yeah, well, I've had a lot quieter start to February, March than George has. He seems to be here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> um, nah, I since uh, Cadell's, oh, since UAE, I've just been in Girona chilling and training. So I can't complain at all. Uh, but yeah, sounds like old George has been to 50 race days by now, I think. What uh, what signal have you got on there, Plappy? The uh, Blue Baggers. Blues, mate. Oh. The Baggers. Which, uh, what are we? Three How's... couple days away from the start of the round one. Yeah. Jonesy, how do you feel about that thing that's showing up on the show? Mate, I'm, I'm all for Carlton because I love teams that haven't had success for a while because they're no threat. <laughs> Hawks have been spoiled. <laughs> that's Hawks a backhanded compliment, eh? Well, Hawks have been spoiled with success. <laughs> you know this, Bules. You're a diehard Hawks supporter. Yeah. You were there for the three, Pete. Uh, mm. So we've, we've been spoiled for success. Now it's time to hand over the baton and... Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the blue baggers get up. I'm Great. running the. Yeah. You wouldn't have seen this shirt before. No, I haven't seen the Raiders. It's the Guernsey Raiders. It's. Uh, I, I do. I don't mind when you got the Brisbane Heat one on. Actually, yeah, the Heat's good. Yeah, pull that one out a bit more. You're not a Heat man, though, are eh? you? From Melbourne? No, I'm a Stars support? boy. Stars. Yeah, right. Through and through. Yeah, can't yeah. stand the Renegades. I'm Renegades, nah. mate. Can't stand. Are star. you Renegades? Can't. You would be Renegades, Renegades Jonesy. Underdogs. Can't stars are it. arrogant flogs. Yeah, that's why I like them. Yeah, they're great themselves. I love them. (laughs) Nah. So what do you got next, Peppy? Catalonia? 
Yeah, Catalonia, home race. And uh, hey, the weather looks a bit better than it did last year, so I'm stoked. I think last year, every bloody day I was here, pissed down for three weeks, and then it snowed in Catalonia. And, uh, well, it's about 25 at the moment. That's standard for Catalonia. It's it's like, <clears throat> I don't know how the, the universe works, but like every year for Catalonia, I think you're safe this year by the looks of things. Like you say, it's 25 degrees in Girona at the moment. But before that, uh, um, Hannah's Ooh, like filled, the bird? Hannah's like filming. I just caught a glimpse of the, my mirror to the right of me, and I can just see Hannah in the mirror filming me with her phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put it on socials. Hashtag. She thinks, a, she thinks it's a joke, this show, eh? It is a joke. <laughs> um, so you're halfway through Catalonia spill? Yeah, normally Catalonia, like it's like always good weather either side of Catalonia, but that one week, which is like mid it's always shit. Like it's always a st- stage that's cancelled because of snow and this, but this year actually looks pretty good. So I'll be there as well, Clappy. You the uh, lead this time? Nah, not second DS there, still, still learning still the ropes. Can't get, still can't get a run, mate. <laughs> hopefully it'll be a bit more <laughs> hopefully be a bit more exciting driving the second car in Catalonia than it was at UAE tour though yeah. <laughs> I was so far back in the convoy I didn't even get to see the boys coming back from a piss like even the guys stopping for a piss would still like start riding before I got to them <laughs> like, oh. I think Demers just faked getting sick so he could stay at home and watch it on TV because he saw yeah, nothing probably. from the second car <laughs> exactly was Catalonia those early season races where there'd always be like one stage where they just fucked up with rider safety like there'd always be like a a bollard in a short right hander with like 4k to go or no no catalonia is pretty good yeah what am i thinking of good like probably one of the probably southern, every other race yeah yeah <laughs> maybe one of the southern <laughs> spanish races oh, been, the basque that's happened no nah, no nah, that's north uh, like malaga, malaga or somewhere shit, down man. that way valencia yeah. somewhere down there <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> i just try to <laughs> Throw some spice out there <laughs> with no research. Yeah. So yeah. one of those southern races, you've gone as far north as you could go. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it just shows. I didn't learn the language when I was there, and uh, I didn't geographically know what the fuck was going on either. So <laughs> good times. Can't wait yeah. to get back. No, but Catalonia is a good race. I want to, I want to talk about a little bit about Plappy. Like, <clears throat> for me, I – like from the outside looking in or like getting to know you a little bit more over the last like 12 months, I suppose, in some ways, like you're just like a Aussie bloke. That's like, you got your Carlton blue singlet on, like you're always walking around with a Cooper on. Like I saw, a, I actually saw a photo of you recently of you in a supermarket with no shoes on. Um, you're just like <laughs> a regular Aussie bloke who just loves sport, which is what I love as well. Cause me and Jonesy love sport. But like, how did how did you get into cycling? Like, because from all accounts, you're a pretty good cricket player. You like to kick the footy around. Like, wh- why did you choose cycling in the end? Was it just because what you were best at, or what you liked the most, or how did you get? Why did you get into cycling over other sports? Uh, I wasn't good enough for cricket and footy, unfortunately. Um, no, nah, I sort of just fell into it. No, uh, no history or something in the family, uh, and just fell into it a bit. Um, Olympics was always the dream as well, and it was an Olympic sport, whether your cricket and footy wasn't. Um, but Oh, I was at the school I went to and the mates I had, they were all pretty bloody decent at footy and cricket. Like a lot of them are playing AFL and cricket for Victoria now and that. So I quickly found out that I was nowhere up to their level. Um, so I had to try find something else I was half decent at. But no, I love it. I'll be I'll be up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m., whatever time Carlton play each week and, and loving it. Um, yeah, I think that's about There's not much to it. But also, Plappy, I reckon you're like a pioneer for 
the data generation in terms of like young writers that get signed up to a contract. I remember the the buzz at the time was everyone knew you were a good writer, but they said that your data was off the fucking charts. Um, how did you find coming into the world tour? Because old school days, like you think, Bills, back when you started, it was a system of, hey, earn your keep, couple of years in the development team, then you build up, bang, you're straight in on, a on you know, a, let's be honest, a, a good wicket for young people. How do you deal with all that side of things and the pressure that goes with it? I think race one last year was Catalonia. I think I was first over the climb. And then I think I was in fourth group up at the bottom of the descent. Uh, I was pissing rain and <laughs> got absolutely shelled. So I quickly found out that uh, numbers don't get you very far. Um, yeah, uh, I think just coming from the track and the time trialing background, you're, you're trained to your power. But yeah, I quickly found out that sort of doesn't get you very far in the pro peloton at all. Hey, I, I think it's changed because for stuff. I think the number one reason why why there's been that shift of looking at data is because it's actually available now. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't really available 15 years ago to the same level as it, as it is available now. So like the only way you could professional teams could recruit riders was basically by like watching them race through the under 23s in Belgium or France or whatever it was. If you're a Kiwi, you had to go and live in Belgium or live in France, race through race through the whole under 23 category race the worlds, do well at the worlds and you last year under 23 and then you might get recruited because that was mm. the only metric of seeing if that bike yeah. ride was good or not. Mm. But now... Yeah, like four years in Europe to do Belgium yeah. worlds and then at the end of that four years, you either go pro or you don't. Exactly. And then if you didn't go pro, then essentially, like it was like in the NBA draft, you like put your name into the NBA draft. If you don't get selected, you're never going to play in the NBA. You know, yeah. like it was kind of your only chance. But now they because of the... The, the data systems available, the power and everything else that exists. It's you can actually choose, select riders based off numbers, because that is that's the thing that doesn't lie. Like that, that's the thing that says like this guy physically is fucking good. And mm-hmm. then like the the rest of the the puzzle is what's he like in the bunch? How does he descend? What's he like in the cold? All those little, little bits and pieces that are the everything I'm hopeless at. <laughs> oh, I don't think you. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think like those are the unknowns, but like you can now sign a rider when he's nineteen years old or twenty years old, and and have time to develop and nurture those things, even in a professional environment where you couldn't do that years ago. So I think that's why there's been a bit of a shift. And I, nice I think versa though as well though. Hey, with like Vinky just going to UAE, yeah. like mm. you know he's got a massive engine and he's what I don't. I, he's thirty five. I'm not sure how old he is. But yeah, you can see he's got the numbers yeah. good enough, you know? Yeah. Almost vice yeah. versa. Yeah, exactly. So it's I think there's just a different yeah, there's 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 more education around numbers and there's more at the end of the day, in conclusion, the the, the numbers don't lie. Like people like looked mm. at Plappy, they looked at your numbers after the what you did at Walunga Hill that year when it was mm. um not till and I don't think it was till and under, was it? It was like the COVID year or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the local one. The um the Nationals time trial there when you spanked Durbo, like all those things, like the, you can look at the numbers and go, this guy physically is a fucking freak. So like, I, you also take, I would also take the gamble on someone's numbers like you're, you know, because, and also for you, like it's not hard for you to work out the rest of the puzzle because you're a level-headed guy, you're an intelligent guy, you're an inquisitive guy, you want to ask questions, you want to learn from people. So for you, it was never, it was never going to be a risk that you were going to get all the other stuff in the puzzle right, which you have already so mm. quickly. But does it shit you? Me, does it shit you though when people like me box you up as a? 
Oh, you got a contract because you're fucking numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, it's true. Be honest, it? mate. No, it's like, fucking true. Call it. Call it. Just say, mate, it's I'm just, actually a good mate, bike it's rider. It's true as anything. No, like, it's as true as anything. Yeah, but like, you know, it's a, it's a full package. Because the thing is, like, if I was a DS, mate, no. if I was a DS, I'd have a world top tier team, just even with bugger all budget, because I get the sport probably even better than Buell's. But no one... I haven't put my hat out in the ring to get an opportunity. And I reckon that the value is you've got to find that balance between numbers and culture. Like undervalued riders that are just toppies but work hard, they don't take the piss, um, they're worth the weight in gold as well. I'd have a balance of like hitters, but my whole squad would be just so Out of 30, out of yeah. 30 we're going 28 toppies and three 28, leaders. 27, yeah. 27 toppies in, in, and three leaders. Yeah. You need your leaders, but 27 toppies in three. Yeah, 100%. Mate, That's all, the ratio. I'll, I'll come tomorrow. I'm all about it. It's no have brainer. You, have you heard of the snowflake test, Jonesy? No. You should develop a snowflake test for cycling teams. So a snowflake test is like what people in business use to like find out if you're a snowflake basically or whether you're like hard enough hard enough ass to be like a business leader. So like one of the, one of the most famous questions in the snowflake test is it's like um, – if somebody somebody comes up and spits on your mum's face, what do you do? And there's like four answers or whatever. And like, and the most most commonly answered the most commonly answered one is like, uh, pull the guy aside, have a chat to him. Um, you know, try and evaluate the situation and see if he's having a bad day. You know, maybe life's not going against, maybe life's not going in his his favour or whatever. You know. And then the guy who developed that question goes, "What the fuck's that got to do with him spitting on your mum's face?" You know, like he 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 would deem you as a snowflake for answering it that way. He wants you to answer like you fucking punch the guy on the head, you know. Mm. Spit on your mum's face. He gives a shit about the situation. Spit on your mum's face. That's so, right. So that's what you need to do for a cycling team: develop a cycling snowflake test, so we can mm. find out who's well, going to be a good person right. or not. When when teams were like swooning around your amazing data, Plappy, um, do they ask questions like grill you? Because in American sports, they reckon that because um, they're massive. Co- Commodities, particularly colleges, they spend more time interviewing the what? parents. Commodities. Oh yeah. Yeah. They spend more time <laughs> interviewing the parents than the player, and they reckon if the parents are talking their like child down, going, "All oh, right, look, you know, he's got a lot to learn or whatever." Sweet. But if the parents are like, "Oh, he's going to be number one pick," and like talking him up, ooh, hang on, we can't, we can't mold him. Like, do they grit the cycling teams nah. do the same thing? I reckon they do that on the outside, like talk to people that know you, but like they talk to oh, who's a, like they could even ask like Durbo or someone who's like sort of knows me sort of well from Australia uh, rather mm-hmm. than ask myself those questions. You know, you get opinion, you value from someone else that actually knows the person. Uh, I mean, when the, first, the first uh, memory I ever had in Girona was, I think, I don't know if you were there, Bills, we did. I tagged along for Triple T training in 2018. Oh, no, I wasn't there that day, but I have heard about uh, it. <laughs> so I'm like 17 Jonesy. And it was like, mm. they are, let me join in on Triple T training with those boys because I was training for Junior Worlds. And they've gone and done efforts or something up in me. Must have been it's at mid, oh, mid-August, I reckon. And on the way back, they've just taken a left-hand turn into the brewery. Uh, is it Black Flag or something, Bills? Yeah, the black flag. Like it was, mid- it was the last day of their camp, wasn't it? And they're like, "Oh, we'll yeah. finish the camp with a couple of pints, <laughs> training for the worlds." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like mid-season training for worlds, and they just pull in a brewery. 
That's awesome. Yeah. See, and that gives like, my nah, toppy tick. They go, no, oh, they go, Plappy, trust me, like this isn't a normal thing. Like we don't normally like have beers or anything. Like I'm 17, they're trying to tell me what all over here, then you get her yeah. and realize it's just an everyday bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's just <laughs> doesn't happen all the time, Plappy. <laughs> 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 just an everyday occurrence no that was one of the better memories but, but, but then uh, when you uh, do do the sign the contract then did you find out afterwards blokes that they um asked if you were a good bloke or not like did Derbo come out and go yeah no nah, they they inquired mate and i basically got you the contract because i vouch for you <laughs> no i think richie claims it all to be fair yeah oh, there you go hey uh but it, it is true and like when you're signing like in Plappy's situation, even like I didn't know Plappy at that point. I think I met him once or twice in the Rambler when he was a junior. But um, like because because you were like you were in some ways that you know the hot commodity as Jonesy says coming out of Australia that year. There was a number of teams interested, so like it just kind of was like the rumor mill a little bit. Take me mm. off the big screen, Jonesy. I've actually gone off the big screen, eh? I feel because I, I need to talk to. So because people. of your skin issues. Yeah, my skin condition. Breakout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay. I need to talk we'll to people. I need to see face to face. I can do the old school. Like, remember this oh, yeah. frame that we used to do back in the day? Oh, yeah. yeah. That is old school. I prefer, I prefer the other one for sure. Yeah, same. Yeah. Okay. Still too close, eh? <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. Still that yeah, um, yeah, so keep talking. No, but like, you know, because so Plappy was, there was a number of teams interested in Plappy. So the conversation just kind of happened naturally, I reckon, around like, mm-hmm. is he a good bloke? What's Plappy like? You know, even like in our team, we were like, oh, fuck, is the team signing Plappy? You know, like mm. in Greenwich, like, like, oh, has he come in? And then like, you know, somebody would know something. And then it was like, it was just always a conversation about it. Like, so there was never, ever a risk of like, whichever team that you signed with, signing you without any knowledge about what you were like as a person, because you were mm. a hot topic at that point, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's frozen, right. Jonesy. Even... No, I'm just listening. <laughs> no, even now, like, oh, I think from like the young British boys, you don't even know if they're coming to our team, but everyone's talking about it. That's sort of what you say. Mm. And be the same for like the green edge guys talking about young Aussies. Like you sort of just start wording them up and think they're coming, but don't know if they are. And then, yeah, circulates to other teams. But it's, it is quite a unique sport like that. I, I, oh, I wonder if it's a unique sport, actually. I've never been involved in any other professional sport. But like the 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 snowflake test or the dickhead test or the is he a good bloke test does just happen pretty naturally in cycling. You know, like mm. every everybody who's coming to a team or being or a team's interested in signing, somebody within the team already knows that person. So there's always a conversation. It's like never an official like, let's do a personality test on this guy or whatever, but everybody would have a somebody would yeah, know. But, yeah, but what know? what surprises me is these dickheads that everyone knows who the dickheads are without naming names, still get contracts. And the, the issues, they never go away. Like when they go to a new squad and you go, oh, how's that going to go? That goes Always back ends. to numbers, I reckon. goes back to numbers. Mm. Yeah, the numbers sure. can cover the wanker. Numbers don't lie. Yeah. yeah. But if you don't day, have those numbers, it's short-lived. Yeah. The numbers can get you a fair way. This is not related, but is Superman Lopez still riding? What's he doing? No, nah, he won. He won a Argentina, didn't he? That's well, the mountain stays yeah, there. He did, but he's riding yeah. for like Colombia national team or something, eh? Yeah, something. He is riding. He's already won a race this year. Yeah, right. yeah, he is riding. And Quintana, totally not related. Yeah. No, it's good to have Patrick no. on talk about them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, what do you know about Superman Lopez, puppy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
So what's the year hold for you anyway? You've, you started the season pretty well. Um, obviously, you won the national title down under nothing. Uh, I'm down under. Shit out. Shit out. You were flying. Were you the third yeah. there? Second there? Second. Second. Second there. Uh, oh, actually, that last climb at UAE was fucking insane, eh? Yeah, that like, was stupid hard. Absolutely what, stupid hard. Talking about numbers, talk us through a little bit of those numbers. That was insane. From the bottom of that climb, like UAE with Yatesy and stuff. It was just like... Yeah, Yatesy did something stupid. Uh, I think he, the he bottom, did 6.9 6. for 27, 20 minutes and then it was 6.7 for like 28 minutes. Something stupid. Jesus. He told me the day before, he's like, we're going full gas from the bottom. He said like whole team were doing peelers. Like worded me up because you know I couldn't do anything about it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> backed it up and he did it. Uh, I did for four forty-five for twenty, and got put a minute put a minute into me. It I was, was looking down though. like fuck. Yeah, it was stupid what those boys were doing, especially in that heat. Like it was the hottest day of the week mm. as well. Yeah, it was hot that day. Um, it was like thirty-five or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty stupid what they did numbers-wise. And like I think you then they put up something on Twitter. It was like sixteen seconds quicker than they've ever gone, but we had like a twenty k an hour headwind. Yeah, like yeah, because Gatesy broke he was on one. record up there, right? Yeah, he was on one the last day. Safe there too, to be fair. He's uh, probably got a nice watch with him now and uh, another mm. couple of years after that. He saved their existence. A good place to win if you're in that team, eh? Oh, mm. shit, yeah. Very good. I'm sure That's he uh, got looked after. Shook a few hands with the Sheiks, yeah. Probably got looked yeah. after very well. What was the accommodation like? Unreal. It's the best. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same as it's all, as as it always is, but it's not the same one that we yeah. stayed in when it was Abu Dhabi tour. It's across the I road. Yeah, the Abu Dhabi tour. There was a chocolate on the pillow, and I was like, "Oh yeah, complimentary. I'll have a go. It'll be some deluxe shit." But it wasn't complimentary. It was like twenty five euro or something. Remember, Bill's that little square. Yeah, I'm like you're, you're taking the piss. Like twenty five you know, bucks. Do you know the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Dubai Gee, don't know the Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do. Uh, <laughs> <God>. Jeez. <laughs> Some of your finest there, Sam. <laughs> um, so what so what is the look, look at look, he's looking for Hannah for fucking appreciation. <laughs> yeah, <of that>. She's <laughs> not even there. She's really... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck. I'm out. See you. <laughs> Uh, what do I got? I got Catalonia. Then I got a, another little holiday. Uh, four weeks with Romandy. Then I got another little holiday uh, until uh, I think I go to Norway, Hungary, Germany sort of stuff. That pro yeah. one week races. Um, and then just train for Worlds at the moment. Hopefully. Yeah, so nice. quite oh, a yeah, because Worlds really are, cause worlds are early this year, aren't they? Yeah, when are Worlds on August, August. week after Why the tour. Is that? Yeah, because uh, they're doing it. Surely you know these changes. They're doing it all in, like mountain bike, road, cross, track, everything. Freestyle BMX. It's all at the same time, uh, same week. Okay, but it's only once every four years that they do it like this. Yeah, right. It's like a. Okay. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, I reckon it work well. Yeah. Why don't they uh, just do that every year? Nah, I think because be the country needs to have like the country needs to have the mountain bike park, the BMX park, the track. You know what I mean? Not every place has got uh, that. We could do it at Road of Vegas, Bills. Mm. They've got all the facilities. Yeah. It's no brainer. Got a velodrome. Got a concrete velodrome mm. there, 333. So you're not doing okay. any of the grandies this year, Plappy? Uh, I don't think so at the moment. No. Right. I want to focus on Worlds because of the games next year, like that sort of. Yeah. 
one day race for a show sort of as your ticket to Olympics. Um, How much buy-in do you get with the schedule? Like, I know you, you're still young, but can you say to the fuck team... Fuck all look, last year. Yeah. Yeah, last year, fuck all. You just go to where you want to go. I uh, get yeah. told to go. And then this year, sort of a bit more flexibility as such. Um, yeah. I think the biggest one, like, I got my ass handed to me at Volta last year. Like, that was shit-ass experience, to be fair. <laughs> like, last yeah. day, I was uh, dropped in the neutral with Caden Groves, and that was... Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a wasn't a great day with five thousand meters on the cards. Um, and well, your you team, did, team, you did well to be up and about with Ify at the finish line every day because I fell for you. Because like you know yeah. you've just been absolutely smashed. And then you got Johnny going, go hey, to me. just a quick one, mate. <laughs> How was it? They're fucking shit. Can we move on? You're fucking terrible, mate. Yeah, uh, same as yesterday. It was absolutely horrible. Um, yeah. No, nah, so I think that scarred me a bit. Wait, I'll wait till I'm ready to go to another grandy, I think. Um, but no, nah, yeah, pretty relaxed here. I think it's only like 50 days or something, uh, which is quite nice uh, with a few opportunities. So we love that. It's actually pretty good to have the worlds there. Like if you're focusing on the worlds, like it, it takes you out of doing the tour or like potentially doing the tour, but that's okay. Mm like you say, because, yeah. you know, like you, you're only young and there's plenty of time to do the Tour de France. And, but then you like, the Worlds comes at a pretty good time to still do like good stuff either side of the Worlds because there's, mm. still, a, there's still like a three months of the season to go. So you can actually yeah, do the Worlds ages. and then do like, you know, some one-week stage races or whatever other, other races come in like August. I'm going to go to Canada, I think, after. Canada. Potentially, yeah. But you could do the Volta as well. I just... I don't think I yep. will, but like you can still do Worlds, Welter, then you can go to Italy for the one day. It's like there's still heaps to go. Yeah, exactly. Which is a bit hard too though, you know, because like usually you do Worlds, you clock off, have beers and you finish mm. and go home. So you, sort so of you can just, you just extend it out for like a, you can still end the season a little bit earlier, but you just need to extend it out for a few weeks after the Worlds. Mm. Which is and all right because like, you got form, no? So you're happy to yeah, sort exactly. of And the be- the beers are better when everyone else is having the beers. Oh, you know? Exactly. You don't like, feel you like, like an alcoholic then. You feel like, no, nah, this is so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's, you finish the world, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to have a week on the beers. And then you like realize you just sit at the Irish pub by yourself, just like, and you're like, this is yeah. fucking shit. I should have waited till October. You might as well carry on and win yourself. some races. Mm. You know? Mm. So the other big one was after the Tour de France last year, I remember coming, Steve Cummings saying, well, Jumbo have set a new benchmark, new bar. And I was thinking, well, fuck, what is he talking about? Equipment, you know, training. Apparently, it's all diet and food. Is that right, Bills? Bills. Sorry. Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah. Is it is it diet and food, the marginal gains that all the teams are trying to catch up with at the moment after last year's tour? From I, I think it's a big part of it, yeah. I think, mm. like, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. Only the people who are on those really successful teams know what's happening. And that's why Plappy's on here. So hopefully we can, he'll tell oh, us. So I shouldn't have asked you. I should have asked <laughs> <laughs> What What tweets can you make to be a success? No, but I, I think nutrition well. is a big part of it. I think like going back to what we were saying at the start of the show that um, like the numbers, you know, the, the data is avail- more available now than what it used to be. So it's a, it's a tool that could be used, you know, more specifically and more with more education. And the same with nutrition, I reckon. Like nutrition is a really, really hard to believe, but it's a really new field in professional sport in general, I reckon. 
Like mm. it's gone away from like just like, oh yeah, eat rice, eat rice, eat rice. I mean, that's still a big part of it, but there's still there's a lot more science and a lot more data mm. and a lot more numbers and a lot more educated people to make decisions about how you eat this, 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 whatever. So I, I reckon, in my in my opinion, from the outside of looking at jumbo, I reckon you what they do, they're doing something with their nutrition really well that is making a big difference. Because I feel like this the physical part of preparate preparation and cycling is fucking simple. Ride your bike, go hard every now and again, go easy every now and again, mm. go long every now and again, go short every now, now and again. Like it's sort of simple. But there's something else that's got to make that all click. Well, so, yeah, you're over it. Yeah. You, you can't, you actually can't train much more than the other bloke. Like you're just over trained and put yourself in a hole. Mm. I'm, I'm with viewers. But from what I know, it's like, fuck, I wouldn't be a pro if I was, if I had to do what they do. From what I understand, like it's, yeah, given a plate of food basically and that's what you eat. You know what I mean? Like it's proper monk stuff. There's no oh, flexibility, yeah. I don't think. Like you record absolutely everything and then like on races, you get given a plate. And just says that's that's you. That's it. I think okay. I might be wrong, but I think yeah, yeah. I even DSM are a bit similar to that. Mm. We're all, we're about speculation here anyway, but I think yeah, that's, that's what they it. I think so I think they... it's like you get given a plate of food from the chef or the nutritionist, and that's you for the day. Make breakfast, date, lunch, dinner. You get a, you know what I mean? That you have to record like everything goes weighed in your body, out. and then they the nutritionist or chef will give you your, your dinner. You don't go like in our team. We've got a buffet still on the kitchen truck, and you just go up and whatever you want a few desserts like it's mm. you, you're educated about how much you need but you get to still do it yeah yep. i think theirs is very like here's your plate of food sit down and eat it which i think is a pretty common approach like the what you just said you guys do is probably a pretty com- common approach amongst mm. teams it's like you have like every every team has their their, their metric you know like they have a nutritionist who says like okay tap you weigh this this many kgs you burnt this many calories today or whatever so you need to have this many carbohydrates, this many this many grams of mm. protein, rah, rah, rah. So you have that information, but then it's up to you to like go, okay, I'm going to have the carbohydrates in pasta or rice or bread or whatever. Which is enjoyable to have that option yeah, still. Which is, which is human nature. Well, like, I, what I'll, have, do when you... I'll have one less piece of bread and put an inch thick of Nutella on it. Like, same, yeah. same, no? Exactly. We'll go, I'm going to have no rice apart tonight. <laughs> I'm just going to go hard on the ice cream. Yeah, I, can't exactly. be- I can't believe what we used to do back in the day, not even 10 years ago, Bills, when I'd make those post-race Jonesy specials, like the rice dishes. I'd just mm. fill it with tuna, honey, soy, heaps of salt, pepper, and just pile it like to the brim. And just hand oh, you, were ahead of, like- you were ahead of the game there, Jonesy, because I reckon if you were to make that now with mm-hmm. the quantity that you made and you showed it to a nutritionist, I reckon I'd almost say that's spot on. Really? Yeah. Because it was almost <laughs> yeah. it was way too much. Yeah. But that's almost like these days, man. Like nutritionists are saying, like you need to have this many grams of rice to get the carbohydrates in that you need. Like sometimes it's like, fuck, that's a lot of food. You know, like yeah. people struggle to get it in. That's what you did. You were ahead of the game with that. Then you had like your tuna. Yeah, you like bit of protein in there. That's then it. you had your honey on there. The honey, I don't know, just probably morale. We made morale. It Morale, yeah, it was morale. So, yeah, yeah. morale squirt. And then there was salt and pepper. And then I think there was always like a bit of like soy sauce or something. Soy, just a splash. Yeah, like a splash of soy, <laughs> just to add, just to really ramp up the salts. That's it. <laughs> like blokes at the end were like, like lips were folding <laughs> over. You wake up, but and yeah, like, no, a hangover. 
Yeah, and then but the thing is, is like it's a shame because in that team, yeah, they're getting results, but fuck, you must miss like if you're in that team, like a, a Nicky Strobel type, that like you could see the result if a, if you get a good chef on a shit day that goes, you know what, fellas, tonight I'm bringing out the moose. I'm bringing out yeah. something that just gives the group a lift. Lifts it up, yeah. There's almost like, yeah, winning the tour would be good. I personally would prefer 21 days of desserts. Mm. It's, mm. you know, like, yeah. fuck it. I'd rather just get a good salary, 21 days of desserts, and you can stick your yellow jersey up your ass if you want to give me just play food. Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst, the best, the best and worst I've experienced is you know, like trying to do this low res stuff. I don't know if you know, James, like you try to lose like 300 grams or something without fire, having, not having any fiber and you do it for right. a couple of days for the mountains. Uh, but as soon as that, like as soon as you're not having that, you can just sack it off and eat whatever you want. And then you go the other way and you like stop eating what you should because you've just had plain rice and boiled chicken for three days in a row. And yeah, then you right. just absolutely just go nuts on the buffet. And it just turns me the other way. It's like the 300 grams of fiber I just lost, I just put on in fat 24 hours uh, later. Because yeah. <laughs> you, so, you just need it for morale. Yeah, that's it. I remember we did the low fiber thing like in 2012 before the World's Team time trial in Falkenberg. That was the first mm. time we ever we ever tried it. It's like two, two days, the three days. Yeah, big. we were ahead of the game. Yeah. I got big, dropped. 2012. Right? <laughs> I even, <laughs> dropped. even hopped on a bike back then. Yeah, True. Yeah, but but we've talked about this on the on the show as well. Like the wean dog had he he was the one that I would go nut. He's got the balance right, where he would not touch the pedals in October. He'd sink a million beers, but he'd be the hardest trainer in November, December. But he he said if I didn't get that month in October, my head would completely fall off. Like I wouldn't understand Mm -hmm. why I'm even a professional athlete. Whereas I can't understand. You get the um, guys that do the road, and then they do like the off road. Like the um, yeah, no, I don't, that's stupid. Like the whole season, they never get a break. I'm like, okay, I get that you like cycling, but fuck, man, that's taking the piss. That's that's a good like segue for me then. That. Talking about the, the the dual codes within cycling, what what about you, Plappy? What's your plans with the track? Are you are you done with the track, or are you still got ambitions with team pursuits and things? Uh still gonna. I'd still like to do it, but the organisation at Paris is making it very hard to do both. The way they've done the programming. Uh, I was riding with Hayter yesterday, and even he doesn't know what he's going to do and how you're going to do it. They've sort of they put the same race on the same days, which is impossible. Like for example, at Worlds this year, the Omnium is the same day as the road race, which is day after Teams Pursuit, day before Madison. It's like you can't do 280k and then turn up the next day for a Madison. And it's the same. So you're sort of getting your hands. Yeah, uh, more or less. It's a bit better, but it's also like you still can't do. And the next can't day or both. two days later, you can't do a team's pursuit after 280k road race. Yeah. So your hand gets forced a little, uh, as much as I want to do both still. Um, it's, it's a bit of a... Yeah, it's, it's, it's bloody hard. Yeah. And even the way that they've, they've structured like the World Cup season now, it's that's like... stupid. It's like, it's almost... I mean, that's how it was like 20 years ago. But then I thought the sport had changed because when you look at... I mean, it's simple to look at track cycling and go, okay, there's still a hell of a lot of road pros that do track cycling. But now mm. it's again, it's becoming an almost impossible game because like the track world cups are all now, like they start now, like they're at, throughout the road season, and then the track worlds are, I mean, same time as the road this year. But um, 
I've yeah, kind of balanced both. No, it's it's almost the end of an era, right? Where you can do both. You're either a road cyclist or a track cyclist. Make your pick. Yeah, literally. Like I don't think any of us boys on our team are doing any World Cups this year. Did they like intentionally me, Ada, do that? Dana. No, I, mean, I think you you can't qualify. I don't think the UCI it. sit down at a table and plan it out together. I think the track sit down and say, we're going to do it here. Don't talk mm. to the road. And then they realize they fucked up. All right. Oh, I, I can't see it. They, they, well, I know they haven't sat down together because it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. There's been no exactly. communication about it. No, no. You're dead right. Like, like it doesn't make any sense. It's absolutely stupid. No. Like, unless, put, the, unless their intention is to completely separate the sports, but that's ridiculous because, mm. like, I don't, I don't know why they, what was wrong with the winter track season. No. Well, like, even as the Olympic Madison at Tokyo, the whole podium was World Tour. Mm. So it's like, there's a place for it, but they're just yeah. not letting you do it, really. And you look at the Italian, just, Italian team pursuit team, they've got, like, yeah. three, three road pros in there. Yeah, yeah. And we're the same now. Like, we've got Mikel, Sam, Danish, yeah. you got Lassie, Rottenberg, who's a pro now. Julius Johansson, like everyone's road pros. GB are all pro, basically. Like it's, like I was talking it's, to Hader, and he was like, "So he's won the last two Omnium World Titles, but the uh, Worlds is his home road Worlds on a pretty bloody good course for him. Mm. But the only the road race and the Omnium on the same day. It's like, what do you do? That's ridiculous. So remember when didn't they? It was the same at Euros last year, eh? And Viviani did both, didn't he? Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh no, both. it wasn't the Omnium. It was the elimination or something. Was yeah, the same day as the road race. he did the road race and then went to the track that night and yeah, won. won the elimination. Yeah. How's our social distance podcast sponsored rider going on the track, Bills? Yeah, he's going all right. He's got a um, hiatus for 12 months till he gets back on, doesn't he? Yeah. We um we actually haven't even had him on the show. It's pretty poor from us. <laughs> it's pissy. <laughs> it's pissy. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing our logo on his top. What's his name again? Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> Great bloke. Yeah. Good rider too. He, yeah, yeah. he gives yeah. us some stick. Goes yeah. against it's the whole show. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Now, one thing I want to bring up outside of cycling um, and just get your opinion on it because you guys mix in some very elite circles Notice the trend on, say, LinkedIn at the moment that's doing my fucking head in. And that is when people put under their name, like that, what they do for work, entrepreneur. You, I'll just kick things off with you, Sam. Are you a fan of the word entrepreneur? Because for me, I reckon that's French for fuckwit. <laughs> I hate it. I got, I hate I got it. no fucking clue what I'm doing, but it sounds like I do. <laughs> I hate it yeah. because it's a, it's, a, it's a class thing. It's basically going, I'm pretty wealthy i'm successful and i'm fucking better than you now yeah tell your story walking whereas it's like well if you're rich and successful tell me what you rich and successful for not yeah. just this french sounding word that doesn't mean shit because there's entrepreneurs that are living on the bones of their ass they just use that to pull girls at a bar mm. yeah i feel like if you're a successful Which entrepreneur you'd Who be does? like you'd, it would say like ceo of tesla that's yeah, an entrepreneur yeah. who's had success. Oh, this guy here, he was a successful entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Have you heard about this guy, Plappy? <laughs> no. Is this the geezer that stole your Twitter account? Yeah, Tika Tawari. <laughs> he, he stole he's, my Twitter account. He's, I I he's an entrepreneur. Or something. Yeah, he's an entrepreneur. Now, I rate that What's guy. He's, he's, yeah, he's gathered 10K followers or something. 
Yeah. He, he got people into Bitcoin just before the big dip. <laughs> just I've before ne- the ass fell out of it. Yeah. I, I, I take no responsibility to anyone who lost thousands of dollars in Bitcoin. That was not me. It was Tika Tawari. But I, I've, I've never recovered from that. My Twitter's just never bounced back. Like the Sam <laughs> underscore Bewley one is just not the same as the clean Sam Bewley Doesn't get the same. handle. You know? Yeah, because not many people are jumping back into Twitter. Like nah. a lot of your original followers are too cool for Twitter. Like they're off. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount of times George had bagged Twitter on this show, like mm. he'd say the lowest denominator in the world are on Twitter and then he's Scums using Twitter. Yeah, using yeah. Twitter to find his bike and stuff. He's just yeah. a, he's full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he in fact George would put probably entrepreneur cyclists. You reckon? On his LinkedIn profile? Yeah, he would. He yeah. wouldn't know how to use LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> no, I, I can't say I've got an account of LinkedIn. <laughs> no, I've got one, but I never go That's on it. before my time. Yeah. It's for like, um, uh, like employees looking for, like looking at who they want to take, no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You don't need it, Pappy. You just uh, all you need is pro cycling stats. That's enough. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. good enough. You just you just put out if you do update your LinkedIn profile, just go like solid cycling numbers guy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> solid cycling data guy. That's also it. and solid results. Solid results based on data. Well. It's yeah. all about the data. Mm. Hey, Bills. <laughs> another thing is update on the change of the name. What's the general consensus? Change yeah, I saw that. Data. What do you reckon, Plappy? Should we change it? Should we leave it? I reckon you got to stick at it, mate. Don't fix what ain't broke. Mm. I reckon you'd lose. You'd lose people. It's really? a very. It's it's a very. Um, well, what, give me some names. What are you thinking? Before I give me some ideas. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I put a poll out on Instagram to say, like, should we change the name? Yes or no? And the general consensus there was like, well, give us an option before we decide mm. yes or no. And we haven't. I mean, there's been a hell of a lot of um, um, suggestions from the listeners. There's been some good ones. Um, well, you, but well, well, we should. We'll, we'll shortlist the top four on social this week, and then we can vote on it and yeah. put the original name in there as well. Because then they'll tell you if you should keep the original name. We've got to run like New Zealand mm. when the New Zealand government try to change the change the flag. flag. We've got to yep. run that sort of model where yep. you basically come up. You put out like 10 names, then everybody yeah. chooses their best, what they prefer. Mm, and yeah. then we disregard that and choose what we want. And then we put it up against the current name and then we get everyone to vote again. And then we disregard that and then we choose what we want. That's how it worked with the New Zealand government, with the New Zealand yeah. play. So we'll run a similar sort of model. Well, <laughs> well the, other, the other funny thing about socials is we talked about on last show how people, because we just talk like we normally do, and it's like eavesdropping in the three of us at like a bar, a bar. We'd probably be talking the same shit. But then the viewers think that they know you for years. So they'll just walk up to your bills in the street and give you shit. Mm. Well, you're getting people <laughs> messaging you now. And a shout out to old mate going, hey, I'm in Girona. I'm out in the piss. Where, where should I go? Like midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that though. Yeah, so if, if anyone's in Girona and you want tips or you want bills to – Help with the shopping, or like he's there to serve. Mm. Like whatever, whatever you need, advice, just general life advice. Just DM Sam Bewley. In fact, give him a follow on Twitter, and let's well, get those been, numbers back up. It's been great having Plappy on the show and being com- 
completely unprepared like we always are and then not even really getting the most out of having Plaque on the show. I feel like we could have had some good <laughs> conversations with him. But I, I hope you've enjoyed it. No, it's been good, mate. Yeah. <laughs> my um my one thing I will say to you, Pepe, is you're a very endearing bloke. You're a very likable bloke and you're a bloody good bike rider. So my advice to you, whether it's right or wrong, would be don't ever change that, mate. Just fucking keep living the life you live. You're a fucking legend. You're a bloody good bike rider. And if you stay level like you are, you'll go a long way. So thank you very much for coming on the show and look forward to seeing how you do. And I'll be in Catalonia. Hopefully I'll see you. I'll try and get the first car. Say good day. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to come back and see you. So No, no, don't come back to my car. And my my advice, Puppy, is no matter what time of the season it is, never feel guilty if you have to swing off and have a couple of pints on the way home. (laughs) It's all about your mental health. Never, never. It's all about morale. Happy rider. Further than training. Happy rider. Happy riders are good legs. That's it. This show is another show. This has been a horrible influence. This show. It's quarter past ten in the morning. It's made me feel like a beer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now I'll I'll be back over in uh, Europe. I've been probably. I've been snacking on these all all morning. Oh, look at that! Oh, you double chocolate, Tim Tam. Yeah, double chocolate. I got the other flavors as well, and then I got. We got the mint slices here. So oh, I've been the mint putting slices. them back. I love them. Yeah, they're pretty they're good. They're my favorite. And mint we polished off a whole block of kiwi chocolate last night. So, Oh, jelly toe. That's Whitaker's my favorite. Yeah, Whitaker's is my favorite, actually. George Williams gave that as a little present. So it's good, Whitaker's. Mm. Have you ever had an yeah. extra jelly tip? It's an ice cream. Okay, I was it's just checking where, where. No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, I was glad, you, I was glad you said it was ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Could have got the potty uh, shut down. On that note, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, I good don't know when I'll be back, um, puppy. Probably uh, nah. end of next year when Buell's ties are not. See how we go. But uh, yeah, if I do, I'll bring over we care like, package. Uh, yeah, good man. We lost sponsors on this show, or oh, oh we got some sponsors. Yeah, Manscaped. Manscaped yeah, they, yeah. they do they flick you or they they still no, sticking no. about. Uh, they're still here. So if you want to get some Manscaped products, Plappy, go to manscaped.com and use the, the code STP20 and you'll get 20% off free shipping worldwide. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> you have the best Every- looking, smelling Jats crackers in the pro peloton outside of George we Bennett. That. We love that. We also um, we also owe you a hat and a t-shirt as well. I've got them in my, got them here in G-Town, so I'll give you a hat and yeah, a t-shirt. Yeah, man. You don't have to wear the t-shirt. I'd understand why you wouldn't want to wear it, but I'll give it to you anyway, just out of respect. Yeah, I'll put the hat on. We'll wear that. Yeah, good man. See it, see it, later. You want a merch hat or do you want a social distance podcast logo no, hat? Merch hat. Keep, keep it in mind that the social distance podcast logo hat could be worth Maybe a lot of yeah. money in the future if we change oh, yeah. names. That's right. Could be. Could I can be. just see in ten years' time some guy walking into that porn star shop in Las Vegas. Retro like, stock. Yeah. Yeah. What can and I, what can I like, pawn this off for? If we go, what have we got here? And then you go, uh, I got a buddy of mine, specializes in podcast memorabilia. Then he'll come in and go, yep, this is fucking rare as hence day. <laughs> 10 grand. Chumley. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, they won't be saying that. <laughs> won't be saying that. <laughs> like, share, subscribe.